What's going on, man? You're in my studio today. I know. It's cool, huh? It's totally cool, man. Come on, let's take a seat, man, before we get on. Right. We are going to go on. Oh, the cameras are rolling, man. Hey, um, let me do the intro first, and then we'll do it. Right, okay? Right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Harmonics. Today, I got the world legend, one of the best... I consider the genius behind the lens, Mr. Pat Johnson. Hello. How are you, brother? Good. Part two. Part two, man. We haven't been around in a while. We haven't seen each other. It's great seeing you. Um, so we were just chattering back and forth. Are you a photographer now, or are you a magician? Well, I'm a photographer, but, you know, it, you learn as you get older. You got to keep your brain going, so I learned to play guitar. So just for the hell of it, I started learning how to do magic tricks. That's kind of fun, so I just brought this silly Oh, so bit. before we start our interview, you're going to do this? Yeah, I'll do this quick. I think this is great. Hey, hold this. Do you want me to hold this? Okay. Yeah. So you take a deck of cards here. Okay. You just take this. I'm not going to do the whole trick. I'm just going to go. Whoa. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> and, Batman, you're great. And man. they call me uh, the Great Moranzo. <laughs> that's, my, that's my magic name. Maranzo the Great. <laughs> no, that's you. I might have said. <laughs> Wait, Pat. Well, anyhow, you know what? I'm glad we're doing a second segment because you have so much to, so much to do, and you've been doing an awful lot. Um, let's get right into some some things I want to talk about with you. Um, the Hall of Fame. You were very excited. What just happened in the Hall of yeah. Fame with Journey? Tell me about that. Well, Journey was my first client that got started by. Of, of, uh, from you can see it in the first episode of a shot I took of Neil Sean, and they got elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Herbie, their manager, sends me a, an email going, "Pat, Pat, you got to watch the Rock Hall of Fame. You got to watch it because they come out and they open up and they stand in front of your shot." They, they, um, he called it the Halo shot, I believe. So I watch it, and there it is. They're standing there, and it's their first photograph ever taken of them performing live. It's a shot of Neil. And my first shot I ever took. And, you know, I almost started crying. It was so cool. Well, that must have been a surreal moment. It was. And then there was like three or four other shots in the thing, and Ainsley playing and Greg Rowley singing and uh, Steve Perry. But it was really sweet. It was um, the little things that make life worthwhile. Oh, it totally is. So that was actually your first job as a professional photographer? It wasn't even a job. I was, you know, I just went as a guest of Doug Roach to Santana, and Journey was the opening act, and I happened to inadvertently take this one shot of Neil Sean. And so, so while we're talking about, um, you know, Herbie and them, um, let's talk about, because you also did, today's day is beyond, besides just being um, 9 -1 -1, it's also the first anniversary of Leonard Hayes. You took some of the first pictures of YNT yesterday and today, am yes, I correct? Yes, Herbie and Lou Bramey, they were, business, they were partners at the time with Spread Eagle Productions, and they said, hey, Pat, let's come with us. We're going to go down to some high school. might have been Hayward High, I don't know, somewhere over here. Uh -huh. You know, and we drove in the car and smoked hash all the way. And uh, <laughs> we'd come and we'd go to some high school, I think, and we'd watch some band play called Yesterday and Today Play. And uh, 
they signed them and had me do photos of them. And I have the classic photo of, with them in the box. Manichetti, yeah. uh, Manichetti was yeah. in there. Yeah. That's a great shot. It's, you know, a lot of people uh, have been posting that shot, believe it or not, uh, because of, you know, Y&T and all the different uh, for, formations that they've had in their uh, in the band. Yeah, but Y&T was those four guys. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you're absolutely correct on that, man. Um, you know, when you, Boy George. <laughs> um, he came to my studio and it was, we we're doing a uh, Columbia Records sent him in and we we're doing a poster for a European and Japanese tour. So I went out and got a New York Yankee uniform. <laughs> I played softball for 40 years, the Phantoms. Okay. And we used to have full uniform. I put him in a Phantom uniform, not him. He's, Boy George was, he was huge. He was an ex boxer. His head's like this big compared to the other guys. He was oh, really? Huge. Yeah. So he's normal, and I put him in a baseball bat, and he's holding it backwards like this. And the other guys had him in a phantom uniform, and another guy was in a Yankee uniform, and uh, put Cleveland Indian hats on him. Of course, they're, I'm from Cleveland. And uh, but really, I loved them. They were, I liked their music at the time. And I'd those days were cassette tapes, and I had like a oldies, go and it ran out. And he said, I said, want to hear anything specific, George? He goes, yeah, you got any show tunes? I go, well, I don't know. I got West Side Story. He goes, too violent. Really? Honest to God, yeah, yeah, boy George. Then we went to uh, it was really cute. Then we went over to Fort Mason to do some location shots, and here's Boy George in his full regalia, all the guys in their full regalia. I'm taking these pictures, and the Smokey the Bear guy, the <laughs> Ranger guy, comes out. And you're supposed to have a permit to do this stuff, you know? Oh, really? Oh, even yeah. the shoot, oh, even the shoot like that? Yeah, Golden Gate Park. You're supposed to have a permit, oh. and so uh, any public, you know. So the guy, hey, what are you doing here? And I go, oh. oh. These are my cousins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seriously, I got umbrellas. And, yeah, these are my cousins. <laughs> oh, while we're moving through your, you know, this, all the people that you've taken, let's go to Greg Allman, who just passed also. What about Greg Allman? How was Greg Allman? You know, um, I've photographed him a number of times. But the one time he came in, he was with the... Uh, Greg Allman band, and it was his his band was the Alameda All Stars, basically. Yes. Right, and those yes, are all yes. one Tommy Thompson and Brad Gillis, yeah, you know, Mark Bergstaller, uh, and so he came into my studio and we did all these, these shots of him. But the thing about that that made it funny was, the whole time he'd go, hat, and I'd go, and I turn to Kathy, my assistant, and go, what did he just say? And he goes, I don't know. The whole night he's like. Pat, I don't know what it was, but was he drunk? I don't. Know. I know that he. I know that he. He did like to sip a lot. But yeah, he might have been. He might have been in the bathroom for a minute or two. But you know, we we never we didn't understand a word he said the whole night. Really, he was a really nice guy. I yeah. think. Yeah, it well, <laughs> seemed to be on that. Yeah, red hot chili peppers. I'm just gonna move around. Okay, that's a that's a cute story. Um, I was shooting. I had to shoot them, and it was it was a, the the cuteness of it is. It was right in the transition from did film to digital. And I went and got a new digital camera, 35 millimeter, and they looked just like the film camera, Nikon. <coughs> and I only had one, because you, you know you couldn't afford to buy two, they're $5,000 each. Right. So I go to the Oakland Coliseum, the indoor, and I get there, and I have my film camera and all the, and all the memory cards. And I go, oh Christ, I got no film. <laughs> I mean, and, and so, in those days, I knew you know, I just film was all over my car, under the seat, sitting there, you know, getting sun beat for a year. So I had I ran back to my car and I started digging through the under the seat and the glove compartment. I find like three rolls of completely the wrong kind of film, you know, 
but God bless, I got the shot. It actually worked. Oh, and it was one of the, the hardest thing in it for shooting a, a band live is to get all four of them, A, in focus, B, looking good. This one, I got them all looking cool, and the lead singers and stopped in midair. Oh, wow. completely wrong kind of film, you know. <laughs> Never did that mistake again. <laughs> Joan Jett. Joan Jett, where'd mm. that come from? Um, I photographed her a bunch of times. I, I like her. Um, um, She's tiny, isn't she? Yeah, and last time, the second, two times ago I shot her, um, Aaron from Live Nation, who controls the photographers and all that stuff, mm -hmm. runs over and goes, Pat, Pat, I need a favor of you. I guess their manager is also the keyboard player. And he had his granddaughter playing. So I had to literally... I'm taking pictures, and the guy goes, go on out there, go on out there. I go, what do you mean, go out there? They, made, they had me go right out on the stage. And this is a, you know, a big, uh, gigantic, gigantic stage. stage. Yeah, right. And I'm like, they're taking pictures of this guy, like, and Joan Jett's four feet, it's my back, you know. And I, got the, I, I ran into the guy <laughs> shooting her last year, and he, and he said it was one of the best pictures he ever had of him and his granddaughter. really sweet. Oh, that is sweet. Yeah. Silly. Peter Frampton. Where are you getting these things? Hey, man, I'm just throwing them oh, out. Oh, man, who's that thing? Uh, well, I love Frampton. I grew up loving Humble Pie. Just loved oh, Humble great. Pie. You know, Shaky Band. Jake. and Yeah, I loved them. And then Ooh, I loved his stuff. And then he uh, did that Greatest Hits album, that whatever live album that made him a superstar. And I kind of fell, I got sick of him. But um, I had to photograph him a couple times. But this was most recently I photographed him at, um, for a K-Fox concert, I believe. And it was really cool because it was like a... Um, it was Night Ranger was the opening act, and those guys are old friends of mine. Brad Gillis, you know, loved those guys, mm -hmm. were pals. And then the second act was Frampton, and their man, their tour manager was another really old friend of mine. And then Steve Miller was the headliner, <laughs> and 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 Scotty Bray. Yes, I've known him since right. 1975. Yeah, 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 so yeah. it was like old home week. It was kind of cute. That you know? was wow. Scotty's a great guy. Yeah, he is. great guy. So well, let's change it a little bit. So. Joe Walsh, and I know you're a big Cleveland fan, so yeah. talk about Joe. Well, I've always been, you know, A, growing up, I, we used to have fake IDs, and we'd drive to Kent from Cleveland to go to the JB's was the, the club, and the James Gang was the, the house band. So we'd go there and see the James Gang. Of course, we'd, you know, doofuses that we were, we thought we were cool. We'd try to pick up, uh, you know, college girls, and it never succeeded. But, uh, um, and so uh, I love the James Gang, and uh, just... They're so good. And you know that Jim, Jimmy Page, the iconic guitar? Yes. That was given to him by Joe Walsh. The one that Jimmy always plays on the, when you see the Les Paul. The, 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 the what a gift. Yeah. What a great it, note in history. Yeah. yeah. And um, so he was playing, playing at the B.R. Cone charity event. It was 97. And so he's from Cleveland and I'm from Cleveland. So we're shooting the breeze because the Indians are in the World Series right then and there while we're, you know, that week while we're in a few days. So... It was a great show, of course, Joe Walsh. But the next day, Bruce had a golf tournament. And so Joe was playing, and I'm photographing this golf tournament for, for Bruce Cohn. And here's, here's uh, Joe Walsh standing in his goofy red pants, his goofy shirt. And I pull up, and me and my son Casey, and I go, oh, man, I'd love to get him in my Cleveland Indian hat. You know, and out of the mouth of babes, Casey's like 10. He goes, well, why don't you just ask him? I go, 
all right, hey, Joe, can we, sure, man, you know, and I got this amazingly goofy photograph of Joe Walsh in his goofy outfit, golf outfit, leaning on with the, my Cleveland Indian hat. It's one of my prized photographs. Is it, is it on your website? Yeah, of course. Oh, God, that's great. That's a great story. Let's change in a little social commentary. The Crips. Talk about what the, the L.A. riots, how that all developed, and how did you get involved right. in that whole situation? Well, one of the things about my photography, and as we discussed in part one, yes. it's the stuff, my, my stuff is all over the place, right. from hip-hop. At one point, probably in like 2003, I really believed that I had the largest collection of hip-hop photographs that I had taken in the world. Because I was KML summer jams, and then they'd hire me to do, you know, bring in Bone Thugs and all these different characters. And so it was a summer jam on Saturday in, in the Bay Area, KML, and then they flew everyone down. It was kind of a variation of the same thing, but they flew me and Billy and my, Casey, my son, down to do the, 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 the Sunday version of it. I forget the radio station. Mm -hmm. And it was brutal. It was um, the Grape Street Crips were Crips, as like the bloods and the crips right. and there's like 80 or 90 of them just gang rushed through the gates because they had you know, security guards with waving for guns and stuff and the security was the nation of islam wow. with the bow ties wow. and everyone knew and these guys who went sat where they wanted you know i could just see them. Hey, you're in my seat you know nah you know what i mean and um and the, and so at one point fight, fights start breaking out and i'm on the stage billy's in the pit and casey's behind me shooting and we see these fights start breaking out out there, and it's red versus blue, or wow. right? right? And bottles start flying, full water bottles, you know, and people start screaming. It was mind-boggling, and uh, and all of a sudden, the Nation of Islam guys go out there to break it up, and these the Crips are like pounding the Nation of Islam guys. It's like, oh my God, what you know? And so everybody starts rushing the stage. So I reach down and grab Billy and pull him out of the pit. And we run for our lives. And I lose my son for 15. He's like 14. Oh my we goodness. found him. He was safe. But uh, it, was, it was totally a bizarre scene. It was probably just so chaotic. Oh, there's, there's a video I posted on Facebook you know, of it. And it was, these guys had this one, they had one guy. People were pulling him up on the stage. And the other people were pulling him this way. And they got his pants on. They're kicking him in the face. It was, it was, it it was brutal. Brutal. I mean, brutal, Whew. right? Whew. They wouldn't let that any. That made news. That made national news yeah. too, right? Wasn't yeah. it? And they, you know, uh, they canceled the show right then and there. Mm -hmm. So we, we all, all the artists and everyone, had to sit there for like six hours maybe while the helicopters are flying with the light, LA like. with the flag, the lights like they do. I don't like LA. Yeah. I don't like LA police. Yeah. So I mean, you are it very. Like swimming. You, it was like swimming with sharks. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you were, um, you're, you're like you just said earlier, you have such a wide range um, and you're so diverse. You've worked for some professional teams here in the Bay. Let's talk about first the Golden State Warriors. Um, I, uh, interesting, there's a, a, a photographer friend of ours, you probably know him, Randy Bachman. Mm -hmm. um, yes, he I was did. killed by a drunk about 20 some years ago. Right. And he had heard, uh, this was like 83, he had heard that the Warriors were looking for a photographer. So I went out, and um, South Park, it's now Techie Weasels, and uh, it's literally Twitter started across the street, Instagram on South Park. But when I was there in the 80s, it was a black ghetto, you know, with oh, tires burning 24 hours a day. <laughs> no, and I played softball for the South Park Gators, you know. Wow. Right? And um, 
it was like, you know, it was like the junkie hotel up the corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, people would come in and they'd be like this. And, you own the Pats? You're cool. You know, literally. It was heavy. And um, and uh, what were we talking about? Yeah, we were talking about the Golden State Warriors. Oh, the Warriors. So I got a bunch of the guys from the neighborhood to come in and I, you know, man bows and Clarence. And we did the, I did this photo, a test photo, like a, like, 12 guys, 11 guys, all in tight, like a, like as if I were shooting Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. Right? Did this really cool photo and then went into the Warriors and said, I wanna, I'll, I'll do this with your, for your team. And uh, Steve Lampy, who was the guy, I think, goes, oh, my God. And he hired me to do that. We did, you know, the, it was uh, the draft year that uh, the, 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 the Mullen was drafted. Oh, Chris. And they did a poster that we matched that photograph and put Mullen and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then I became their photographer. For so when you were in there, years. did you have, like, total access to them? You could talk to them oh, one-on-one? Yeah. Who was your favorite warrior? Or if you had a favorite warrior or a couple? Bar none, not even close, Tim Hardaway. Timmy Hardaway. Timmy Hardaway. Timmy. And then last, last maybe three, four months ago, at a um, Stone Soul picnic in Concord for, I was shooting that, and somebody said, Timmy Hardaway's there, and I see him in... And it was like, like old buddies. We had, oh my! We started hugging each other. It was really I love sweet. It. I loved I love Tim Hardaway. Uh, great basketball player. Oh man, he great. was just always Cross smiled. Over. He's kind of like Lindor for the Indies. Always smiled. You know, you know, that's run. So great. And, and I did all. The, anytime anyone sees a run TMC photograph, that's mine. That's yours. Right. All the run oh, TMC. My yeah. That was big back in the day. Yeah. And, and I have a photograph of run TMC and run DMC all together. Like, you know, it was really cute. Yeah. Really that's cool. that's yeah. And I like awesome. Chris Weber. I liked uh, uh, Mullen was really aloof and quiet, but mm-hmm. I like Weber. I like, mm-hmm. but Hardaway, just he's a chatterbox. Yeah, just always talking. Yeah. Um, your affiliation with the Giants and how did that all come about when you did with the Giants? I don't remember how it started, but you know, I did a lot of stuff for them. I did Dave Rebecki's <clears throat> book cover um, before his arm was cut off, and then. He, he came back, and of course, if you remember, his arm snapped yes, in, yes. in the game, and then he had his arm cut off, and then he came back and did another book, and I did the, you know, the, um, I was like an invisible chain between him and I, and I photographed him on Dave Dravecki Day, and it, that was pretty... I was there that day. Yeah, that was... You were, pretty emotional, it was, yeah. Oh, wow, it was powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and he, you know, it was against the Dodgers, too, mm-hmm. and um, the Dodgers all came up and gave him hugs, and then... And it was really powerful, you know. And then I was up in the box with his family. And then after the game, we went in the locker room with Kevin Mitchell, and that was that era. Mm-hmm. And they're all, you know, I, I forgot who won the game. Doesn't matter. But like 45 minutes after the game, he and I are walking out at the old candlestick. Mm-hmm. And if you remember where the parking lot, yes. the players' lot was, we walk out, and there's like hundreds some people up on the, 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 waiting for him. And they all start cheering him. He's like, Zervecki was like really, really a simple, humble. Yes. Man, you know, yes. and uh, and he, he he's like he's embarrassed, and I go, hey, 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 you gotta stop here. They're not cheering for me, man. And he looks at me, goes, you're right. And he looks up, and these people start, and we both look at each other. We both start tears start going down. Yeah, we. I ran into him at the uh, fan fest last year. And we talked mm-hmm. about that. I, he's a Youngstown boy. Mm-hmm. You know, he he is really uh, when he actually, uh, my friend's father, Mike Bumgar's father, sang the national anthem that day. Um, and then afterwards, when he actually had that injury, I actually wrote him. He wrote me back. 
That would be, you know, and it was pretty. Oh, you were at the game where his arm snapped? No, I was at the game when, when they came back Dave Dovecki Day, the day that you were talking oh, yeah, about yeah. when they honored him. It was pretty amazing. It was, that was really amazing to see that. And, be a, you know, the stick, I love the stick, even though it got really cold at night, but it was uh, just a great. Uh, you know, I agree because the, the Pac Bell is a pretty cool place, but it doesn't have the same vibe. No, not, not Dod- at all. Being from Cleveland. And going to a Giants Dodgers game in those in those at the stick was nothing like it. Nothing like it. Nothing, nothing like, like it. it, man. It was just great. I, and I've been a fan since '58 for the Giants, so I, I love them. So, um, you know, as we move through your course of all this different work that you did, you also we talked about earlier before you came on. You said that Andy Gibb. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about that. Well, again, I was I forget what label he was on for, but I he. He he played at uh, Old Waldorf, I think it was, mm-hmm. and they had a uh, they had an autograph signing at Tower Records up there, Tower at uh, at um, uh, Bay and whatever it is, right, there, right, you know, right, and Columbus, and so I have these really cool photographs of Andy. He was a really nice guy in the band, band photos and him live, blah blah blah. blah. Really great photos. Of, I mean, I don't own an Andy Gibb record, nor would I ever play one, but it doesn't matter. You know, if I only photograph what I like, I'd be out of business. So I like everything I photograph, yeah, including yeah. Blue Voodoo. Thank uh, you. Nice <laughs> <Best> pitch. <laughs> and so, um, uh, actually, they're a really great band. Uh, but, uh, you know, you go on in your website, you can go back and look at, you know, how many hits you get and just go right, through the. Right, yes. And Andy Gibb, the hits were like up here, and the closest was down was here. How do you figure that? I have no idea. Andy friggin' Gibb, yeah. Andy Gibb. Gibb. Yeah. Let's talk about one of my favorite blues players that got to meet him, John Lee Hooker. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about John. Well, you know, I, I liked him a lot. I oh, liked the blues, God. you know. I, mm-hmm. I've been learning how to play guitar for like 15 years. I never took lessons. and mm-hmm. But uh, to me, it's the blues. Yes. You know, and, and, and I think Muddy Waters had the song, The Blues Had a Baby, and they called it rock and roll. It's so true, you know, but... A John Lee Hooker, you know, boom, 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 boom. You, know, you heard the animals going, boom, boom, boom. You know, yeah. Oh, that's a great song. And then you heard the original. Holy, holy moly. Sh- yes, you know? holy Same God. with the Stones. You hear yeah, yeah, Little yeah. Red Rooster, and then you hear the original. Oh, Howlin' Wolf. <laughs> little Red Rooster. <laughs> holy moly. But I love John Lee Hooker. He's exactly. a sweet guy. I think it's one of my top 20 photographs. He's haughty. Yes. With the shark kin suit on. Yes. The hat. It's not, it's a fedora. It's not the... You know, pork pie hat. It's a classic fedora. He's looking up haughty, and the, the my umbrellas are in his sunglasses. And such a cool. Oh, place. that is a great shot. I, I remember seeing that. You know, how, how did he play for you at all, or you guys just kind of just hung out while, while he was hung out. just hung out? Huh? Yeah. He didn't. He didn't do any yeah, work. Yeah, and then and then I was able. To, then I he got a. Uh, they have this thing at the uh, at the San Francisco where they have now they have little. Stars or whatever. Oh, oh like a memorial. Memori- yeah. And Where's so that at? It's it's by the Bill Graham Civic Center. Yeah. Oh, it's them. Yeah. It's those little four or five little. Yeah, yeah. So I got to <laughs> photograph him doing that, uh, and he was there with Santana and his son. I liked him a lot. You know? hey, that was great. Rick James. <laughs> oh boy, uh, I, I didn't party with him. Thank mm-hmm. God, or I probably wouldn't be here. Um, <laughs> but you know. He was Rick James. Uh-huh. I'm Rick James, bitch. You know, you know. He, he was. It was at the the record plant, mm-hmm. and I had to go shoot him at the, at the record plant. And he was like, you know, it's smoke, you know, drifting. That's a really, really cool photograph, Rick James. There's no great story. It's just, just shooting Rick James alone is a great story. Oh yeah, man. He's you know? just. 
He's one of a kind. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's gone also, but he's just one of a kind. Edgar and Johnny Winter. Seems like we're staying in this little blues. Well, that's okay. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I I got to shoot. I love Johnny Winter. Probably, you know, why I played slide guitars because of Brian Jones playing Little Red Rooster. Yes. uh, Johnny Winter and the first two albums. Then, that then you know, a progressive blues experiment where he's holding the 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 national steel, looking in his reflection. I love Johnny Winter. So I got to photograph him live at a at a, at a concert, and I and they had me set up a, a studio, and I got these really nice. And it, he was old by that time. He'd really wheel him in a wheelchair. Johnny, they did. Yeah, huh. yeah, and um, but he picked up his, you know. Lesson guitar, but I got this really cool portrait. And then uh, two years later, Edgar Winter was playing somewhere, and we were walking. I shot him live, Biarcone, and we were walking back. And such a casual play, he's such a casual guy. I said, "Hey, you know what? I got this photograph of your brother about two, three years ago. I got to get one of you." He goes, "Oh, okay, okay." He was just so gregarious and so wonderful. He goes, "Let's go find a place." And he, you know, he, he walked around. He, oh no, no, he's like, "That's how he was." We found him a cool spot, and he posed for me. And Edgar Winter, because a lot of these rock stars are like too cool for school, you know. Right, right, you, right. You know, you know. He he seems. Um, when we when I interviewed Johnny um, Sujo and I. He was just so down to earth. He was really sick, though. Yeah. I thought they were just, uh, yeah, he was just really sick. And he was just a nice, nice guy, yep. man. Uh, uh, you know, it's a lot of things, man. It's gone too soon. He didn't take care of yourself or or it just, he just didn't take care of himself. Jeff Beck. Didn't we just do that one? No, we haven't done Jeff yet. Oh, well, Jeff, um, we did that. Well, okay. It was, on, it was Epic Records, and uh, it was backstage at, it, it was backstage at the... Uh, at the uh, day on the green, mm-hmm. and I had to get these shots of him, and I have shots of him on stage with Santana and Neil Sean and him playing together. Really cool shots. So I go up and I got to take these shots. And he looked at me like oh, I was a piece of shit. He's like, <laughs> you know, I got the shots. They're monsters. The stones. Since we're in the English realm right, right, right now, yeah. Well, um, I think I may have told you this before, but. I was at, uh, we went to see the Stones, this is not another time, mm-hmm. at the pack, when they're playing the Pac Bell, and my late wife and I are standing there and watching the show, and I turn to her and I go, you know what, I'm a failure. I failed is what I wanted to do. And she looks at me and goes, what are you talking about? I go, because growing up in Cleveland, I wanted to be in London and swinging London and photograph the humble pie and the Stones and... Jerry you know, the Pacemaker. Right. No, I mean, they're, they're, they're the modern version. Oh, you know, the, mo- the who. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, you know, Mott the Hoople. You, you wanted know. to see all those well, that's guys. That's why I wanted to be right. photographed. Bowie. Uh, but you did do Bowie. Right. Yeah. And she looks at me and goes, what are you, nuts? You photographed the stu- Jefferson. You photographed all those guys anyhow, but you started, you know, the Jefferson Airplane, the Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. So um, anyhow, so that's an aside to that uh, to that question. But um, what was the question? We're, but what of the Stones? Oh, yeah, How the Stones? stones. Uh, I had this is when I first started. I, I got hired by the San Jose Mercury News, and they were doing a poster giveaway on the Sunday supplement, the mm-hmm. Sunday paper, so that when you got the paper, there was a color poster, and the first one they wanted to do was the Rolling Stones. So those days there was no pit, 
you know, no photo passes. Right. So me, my late wife Denise, and I hired a I hired asked a motor biker buddy of mine to come with us. Mm-hmm. So we squirrel our way up. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I'm a really polite guy. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And those are the days when these people slept overnight for three days yes, at the cow palace. Yes, you know? yes, yes. And here I am pushing my way in front of these goofs that slept for three days out in the, you know, in the in the you know, haven't taken a crap in three days, but but I'm pushing my way. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You know, but I'm always polite. So finally, I get up, right. and, and of course, now they're not letting you get any further. Right. And I go, so I stop and go, look, I'm only be here a minute. I gave my card to everyone. I said, let me take ten minutes worth of shots. You call me, I'll send you a picture. And so the biker gets down on his knees. I get on his shoulders. He stands up. I'd like the chick with the, you know, yeah. in those days, you know, I take two rolls of film with the stones, squirrel down, thank everyone, and get. And I got these. Some of my most classic photos. And the, the, the shot they used is Mick Jagger like this. It's it's a, it's Is that how that picture was taken? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I got Keith Richards in black and white. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Stone, Keith. You, know. you know what, Keith Richards just, anyway, you take a picture of him, he's just photogenic and he, he just represents it all. You named two bands while we're, uh, the, you're going in the Stones. Let's first go with the Jefferson Starship or Jefferson Airplane. How did you mingle with them for a while? Yeah, we talked about them a little bit earlier. Um, I don't know why it just so happened that I became really good friends with them. Uh, Nadine Condon and was their publicist, and before that was Cynthia Bowman. Mm-hmm. And they're still, Cynthia and Nadine are still dear, dear friends of mine. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got to shoot every, I, 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 the airplane, airplane, in their, the airplane's heyday was before my time. Okay. Right? I was a kid in Cleveland still, right. you know. When I started, it was late, late 74. So it was the end of the airplane. It's more like the, the Starship, Starship, right? And, with and, Marty and all of that. Right, and then it evolved into the Mickey Thomas. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I remember me and Ben Fontori's going oh, somewhere ben, and sitting in a video a so all night long watching this video by this insane video director named Irv's, Herb, Irv something or other. We're all roaring, laughing, thinking it's the best video we've ever seen. When the video came out, it was absolutely horrible. You know, but, and, you know, I, and so I, and, and I'm still friends with them. Mickey, whenever he, whenever he needs mm-hmm. photos, he calls me, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, well, I don't know what's going to happen with the new version of the, mm-hmm. you know, the Starship without Paul Kantner, but Donnie Baldwin's a drummer. Yes. I did his wedding uh, years ago, and, you know, and, Freiburg, David Freiburg, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're, yeah. they're just wonderful. I, I met David one day at, yeah. um, his, well, I met his son over at Biscuits and Blues. Wonderful and, people. Oh, they're great you know. people. The Dead. I'm not a deadhead at all. I mean, um, I saw them a couple times. I saw them at Woodstock. I have no memory of it. Um, and then I went to, uh, I was in Columbus, um, New Year's, or Halloween, and I won't get into what my friend Frank and I ingested, but we ingested. We don't want to know. We ingested a lot of things, including a half a bottle of tequila on top of the things we ingested. And my buddy Mustang Sally drove from Cleveland to Columbus. He was on acid. And, um, <laughs> and I get there, and I remember standing up at wherever my feet were, and I remember like the first three notes, and I remember falling down. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing I remember was walking out, and the cops going, You, get in the paddy wagon. Just you. Me. And then Frank comes up, my, he goes, rrr, rrr, it was me. You, get in the paddy wagon. <laughs> the next morning, you know, I woke up and sleeping in somebody's puke, and I was messed up. But anyhow, um, so years later, I had to photograph the dead 
it was backstage at the Bammies, and I guess they had won some bunch of awards. Mm -hmm. And I'm shooting them, and the whole time this guy's in my ear screaming, "You owe me! You owe me! You owe me!" Like this screaming in my ear. It was, you know, it was their publicist, you know, who became a really good friend of mine later. But I'm thinking, <laughs> then I realized I did owe him because you didn't get to shoot studio shots of the Grateful Dead. Right. You know, they're really rare. And I have this, I have great shots of them. Then I have this amazing photograph of. Jerry Garcia, yes. Bob Weir, yes. Joe Montana, the yes. quarterback of the 49ers. Yeah. Buck Owen. And no, Huey Lewis and oh, Sheila E. Oh. That's that grouping. Well, how rare is that, you know? Very rare. Yeah. yeah so. Very rare. Um, New York, Laura Nero. How was that? Yeah, it was really sweet. Um, a really dear friend of mine, Lee Housekeeper, you may or may not know him. He's mm -hmm. a PR guy in San Francisco. I still see him a lot. He's a wonderful guy. He was very close friends with Laura Nero, among other people. And he had me shoot her once, and she loved my photographs so much that whenever she, she was in New York City, Laura Nero, the hub of like edgy fashion photography, and she'd come to San Francisco and have me shoot her. What an honor. Wow. Yeah. And was she small in stature or? I don't remember. Because she, she was just a beautiful lady, and she, she died. Uh, um, like 15 years ago. Yeah, it was really sad uh, to hear that uh, when her was passing. Aerosmith. This is a cute story. I like Aerosmith. You know, Me too. I, I like, you know, um, I, I think the lead singer's a little bit of a goof, but, you know, he's like a wannabe Mick Jagger or whatnot, but Joe Perry, wow, right? Oh, God. So, you know, one thing I liked about them, they were on Columbia, Columbia was my good client, and whenever you do the meet and greets, they'd always demand that there be a professional photographer. So thank you. So in those days, I would shoot the pictures and count the heads and make prints. So it was a nice little job. So this is uh, at Shoreline. And my daughter, Nicole, she's with me. She's like 14. She, she likes Aerosmith kind of vaguely, but she was more into hip-hop and Eminem and the Jacksons. But she's with me standing there. And she has big lips. And Steven uh, uh, Tyler sees Nicole, and he points to her lips. He goes, points to his lips. He goes, come here. And she trots up. She's 14. And gives her a peck on the cheek. And I go, click, take a picture. And then she gives him a peck on the cheek. Click, I take the picture. And he's like making, because they have big lips. Right. You know, like, she kind of looks like his daughter. And um, she doesn't look like her daughter, but big lips like her. Right. And so I take the pictures and I shoot them, you know, get ready to go out and shoot them live. And uh, their tour manager guy walks out to me and goes, I saw you taking unauthorized pictures. I need the film. And I'm going, right. I'm going to give you the pictures of my daughter, Stephen, you know, how about you? I'm, I'm thinking this, right? So I go, okay, this is film days. So I go, bzz, hit the hit the motor drive, reach in my pocket, and hand him an empty roll of film. You know, I ain't giving you the film. Kiss my ass. So, what what are you doing now in 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 right now present time? What are you doing? I mean. I've been in your studio, and you did a great job for us, man. You made us look like stars of Blue Voodoo, and we totally appreciate it. What are you doing now? Because you have such a vast archive. Uh, what are you, what well, are you actually doing? Well, just like uh, I'm still doing it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because I, my, I babysat my daughter twice a week, the kids twice a week, cut back, but they just moved to San Diego, mm -hmm. so I'll be back out there more. But like last weekend, um, Labor Day weekend on Saturday, I shot uh, at Shoreline. It was 106 degrees. I shot um, uh, Cheap Trick, 
Jason Bonham's Jim, uh, experience, which was wow, they were good. John Bonham's son playing Led Zeppelin, mm -hmm. and then um, and then uh, Christ, who was a, a, a foreigner. And I'd never seen Foreigner before. They were really good. I don't have any of their records. I'm not right. a big fan of it, but, you know. Very good band. Very really good. good band. And then the next day, I was at Concord Pavilion photographing, you know, um, uh, Hot Summer Nights. It was 106 degrees, <laughs> right? And it was Ja Rule, uh, completely different. It was ja Rule, Ashanti, Naughty by Nature, Brandy, Mace. You well, know. you were there the whole day. Oh, whole yeah. So... That was back to back. Back to back. So I mean, I, that's I'm still doing it. Did you? Oh, so you're still doing it. So you're still up to date. You're just moving around now more. Yeah. Um, when you did, I'm I'm curious about Jason uh, Bottom. Was he doing Zeppelin stuff or? Unbelievable. Really? He got. He's all. They did the Led Zeppelin experience, and and the band was fantastic. That's as close as you're going to get to Led Zeppelin, right? Unless exactly. Page and uh, Plant get together like they right. did 20 years ago. Right. Um, but uh, he, they were great, and he was really a nice guy. He got up and thanked his dad and for creating all this great music. Oh, and it was yeah, really yeah. sweet. Good crowd, big crowd, sold, sold out. out. Yeah. It was sold I don't out. know if sold out was damn close. Wow. And how about the one over in Concord also? Packs out, sold still. out. 106 degrees, sold out. It was 106 over there, too. Yeah. Over there this past weekend. Yeah. So when when you go out and, and, you're, and you're doing all this, how, how do you get your angles? Are you just are you actually looking for a shot, or you're really up close? Do you get close? Do you use a lens? What do you use? What do you usually? Yeah, use? it's it's interesting. I don't know, I give my trade secrets, but um, if the at the shoreline you, you have to shoot right there's no pit, so you're right up front, okay. but you can't be right in front of the crowd, so you you can stand here or over there. And oddly enough, all six other photographers, they're over there. And I'm over here. By yourself. And guess who has the best angle? You of course know. I do. I always do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you know, they're going, blah, 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 blah. and I'm going, Tch. I'm a hunter, man. You know, he's going, they're going, blah, 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 and they're running around like chickens with their heads right. cut up. And I'm going, Tch. you know, and, you know. Frankie Lane, I want to tell you that story. Yeah, yeah. Talk, I was going to get into Frankie, but I like that story. How you, so you're pretty calm. You're just, just calm. You're just doing your thing. I do, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Frankie Lane. Well, so my shit's all over the place. I mean, you got um, Pat you know, Boone. You've done Pat Boone. You know, you've got some right. Buck Owens. I mean, you've got yeah, so yeah, many everybody, different Everybody, John Lee Hooker. Yeah, now, Frankie yeah. friggin' Lane, your mule, mule uh, Skinner and, and uh, Wagon Train and right, whatever exactly. else. You know, uh, Pal I don't know how he did so I'm shooting them. At, it was at a Gavin thing years ago, and we're standing around shooting the breeze. And I just casually say, hey, you know, Frankie, uh, my mother always loved you. And he goes, oh, what's her name? I'm Mary Johnson. And I, you know, he said, give me your address. I didn't think of it. I wrote her address on the back of my business card and forgot about it. My mom dies in like 2004 or whatever year it was, and we're going through her stuff. And son of a bitch, there's an 8 by 10 glossy to, to Mary, For Frankie best Mary. love, uh, your son Pat's a sweet something, Frankie Lane. And then my best friend growing up, Frank Zyber, everyone called him Frankie Lane. So I gave him the print. You know, he probably didn't. He probably didn't get it. But you know. oh my Frankie, how, I mean, that's class. Any final words? Anything you want to share with the audience? Or I I know um, last time we, we we didn't put the credit in for Denise. Is there anything you want to say to your family? I know you're really you really are close to the twins. Uh, but this is a little time for you to just uh, just say anything what you like to say, man, about your family. And yeah, thanks. That's really sweet. Yeah. I'm sorry, crying like I did on the last damn one. You put it. That's okay. Um, I'm a lucky guy. You know, my mom and dad were really special. My mom supported me really hard. 
um, to be an artist. When I wanted it, she supported me. And my dad bought me my first camera, as we discussed. And then Denise, my late wife, she worked, you know, to, you know when I was starving to make it. And uh, she, she, my mother would buy all, always bought me little photographer statues for you hunt for them and have them special made. Then Denise did it, mm -hmm. and now Casey does it, my son. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then I have um, my son Casey. He's mm -hmm. I, I'm really lucky. He's a great young man. Right. Uh, and uh, Nicole, my daughter, and they're both they're both with great people. Shell and uh, and George and the twins, Joe and Jackson, and and then my dog Rocco. But um. But uh, I've been really blessed. I've been, you know, I know we all go through our ups and downs and yes. our sadnesses and happinesses, and everyone thinks everyone's wonderful. And not mm -hmm. really true. Right. Um, but I've been really blessed with my family, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm really proud and honored that that, uh, that I have my my knuckleheads. You know? That's that's very true, and thank you for that. You know. Um, you're going to continue then. You're not going to stop. You're going to be nonstop. You're going to be going out and photographing whoever you can. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to. My nephew, Carrie, I have twin nephews, and Carrie's got a real successful company in San Diego, and he's having a friend of his rebuild my website, and they're going to try and they're going to build me back up again because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they know what I went through with Denise. They mm -hmm, love Denise. Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, and I want to give a shout-out to my new friend, Red. Hi, Red. That's kind of cool, Red. That's kind of cool. That's that's time that he just gave you. So hey, Pat, you know, um, you know how I feel about you. I mean, you made us look great, Blue Voodoo. I mean, uh, we'll we'll post that probably in the interview. We'll talk to Sue Joy and get some film and all that. But uh, as I close, I'm sitting next to a legend, a man that I have admired from afar, and then I had the honor to actually connect with him and meet him. And believe me. He is truly one of the greatest photographers and persons I've ever met in my life. He has tons of stories. It's an honor to have him on the show, and God bless you, and long life to you, brother. I love you as a brother, and you are truly the man, the genius behind the camera. Two Dagos. Two Dagos, man. <laughs> Two. Hey, so what we normally do when we're all done, we actually give a shout-out.